0: You are now entering the Mind Body Musings podcast. Altering discussions on freedom, vulnerability, abundance, and so much more. For more insight, grab your free gift on MaddieMoon.com and uncover your own once in a lifetime greatness within. If you have kind words to say, feel free to leave a review on the show in iTunes or send your favorite episode to a friend. We look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host, Maddie Moon.
1: Welcome my lovely friends for episode 172 of the Mind Body Musings podcast with your host Madeline Victoria Moon. I'm here today to talk about the divine masculine. What? Yes, the masculine because we have not spent nearly enough time diving into this topic. So today's the day. Today we're going to be talking about what it is and what it is not. But first, here is the review of the week. This comes from Megan Amanda H. And she says, Maddie is my little soul sister with five stars. I was introduced to Maddie's podcast via her chat with Gala Darling, another incredible woman I adore. Maddie is inquisitive, welcoming, uplifting and of course, genuine and down to earth. I find myself wanting to join the conversation during each podcast. Perhaps one of the most brilliant qualities of Maddie and her podcast is that no one and no thing is placed on a pedestal and it's just people discussing wonderful topics as we listeners get to be in on it too. Maddie, I'm a Boulder girl too, so I might just add you on Facebook and we can go for a hike and talk about life. Thank you so much for your wonderful, sweet comment on the show, Megan. I am so delighted to see that you are loving the podcast and want to join in on the conversation conversations, your sweetheart, and I so appreciate you showing up and you listening to this episode and the, to the podcast and to giving yourself the gift of knowledge and interviews and learning from people around the world. That's why I love podcasts as well. So today's episode is no different. We will be learning about the divine masculine. and I have some the- some things I want to clear up. I have quite a few things I want to clear up. So If you find yourself really relating to the things I am talking about, about the feminine on the show, because there's a lot of chit chat around the feminine, do not think that this is not applicable and important in your life. This is so important in your life. We're not talking necessarily about divine male, we're talking about the divine masculine. So this is something that pertains to you because it's within you, it's within you. And I think at some point I wanna have a conversation with the divine male and we'll have him on to talk about how he has learned to create this harmony between the masculine and feminine and get his perspective on it. But today we're going to talk about the divine masculine that lives within you. To start this off, as I have done several times on the show, I want to give a very clear understanding of what the masculine is and what the feminine is. So as you may or may not know if you're new to this podcast, the feminine is the side of ourselves that is the pulling in. It is the moon. It is the wisdom. It is the creativity. It's the feeling, the emotion, the nourishing, the mother nature, the, the, the birth giving, the life, the flow, the softness, the sweetness, the caring, the listening, the community. It's nurturing both ourselves and the ability to nurture others, whether it's with our bodies and our love and our hugs, or it's with our wisdom, and it's with our softness and with our presence. Now the divine masculine, the masculine consists of qualities that are more pushing out, whereas the feminine is the pulling in and the yin, the masculine is the brightness, it's the sun, it's the knowledge, it's the yang, it's the extroverted nature of go get them. It is the protector, the warrior, the strength, the ability to persevere, the dedication, the discipline, the presence. It is the self-oriented, whereas the feminine is the community-oriented. It's the goals, the decisiveness, the action. But in our day and age, we get the masculine confused. We think that the masculine is our perfectionism and I am not acting like I'm not to blame for this too. I definitely kind of thought that was true for many, many, many years and and often sometimes I, I realize that my language I can lump in masculinity and perfectionism together but they are very different and so that's why this episode is so important for you to slow down and listen to because the perfectionism is the side of you that is the deranged fear-based version of the masculine. The, The pure version of the masculine is strength, the ability to do, the ability to succeed, the ability to guide and to hold a container for what you want to happen. The perfectionism is deranged. It's the deranged version of the masculine. And so both of these energies have a deranged version. So when I think about the masculine's deranged, I think, it is hardness, rigidity, fear based, egotistical, small, but wanting to appear large, fearful, perfectionism, pusher. And the, the deranged version of the feminine is weakness, complacency, a flower in the wind, not knowing, not caring. It's just being still and not doing anything. So a lot of times if you have not done the work around understanding the feminine and the masculine, people are walking around every day thinking the feminine as like this weak, crazy, emotional side of of people. So guys think in movies, you'll hear on movies, oh my crazy ex-wife, or oh she's so emotional. Like what makes us soft is appearing in this deranged version to be weakness. It's not true. Not true. The pure, the pure version, the pure form is anything but weakness. It's magnetism. It's beautiful. And the same for the masculine. Many women have been burned by men. So it's not confusing that a lot of people think that the masculine is hard. It's carelessness. It's emotionless. It's, it's lacking empathy. It's abandonment. Which is so far from the truth. The real version, the pure form of the masculine is presence. It's the total opposite of what some of us have experienced. It's not the abandonment, it's the being there. It's the presence, it's the ability to be there, bring back the focus, to reel it in, to be this to, to be the strength and to be the rock. When the counter energy, the feminine, needs. Softness and nourishment, and maybe a good cry and release and and freedom and free spiritedness and carefreeness and all this free stuff. The masculine, of course, is free as well, but it's providing the container for that to happen, it's providing the safety. And I'm not necessarily saying that this is a man and a woman. I'm saying we have this within ourselves. You can provide both of these things for yourself. You can provide yourself the container, the safety to feel what you need to feel, while also providing yourself the space. And also being able to provide yourself the opportunity to grow and learn from a situation, even, in your, in, even if you are in the midst of feeling it all many of us don't even know what it feels like to live in harmony with our divine masculine maybe we look outward for that maybe we look to a man or partner or husband or um anyone external from us to provide that sense of safety and guidance and we rely on that and we wait our entire lives hoping someone is going to save us from the situation we're in because we never even thought that we could do it for ourselves that was never even an opportunity or possibility depending on how you were raised you might have been raised to think that a woman's place is at home with kids it's not in the workforce it's not creating money maybe a woman's place is to be Beautiful and to look a certain way and to act a certain way and to have certain wifely duties. And the man provides other duties, provides the safety and protection and the financial freedom. So maybe you never even considered the possibility that you could be that for yourself. And please do not blame yourself for not trying to create this in your life. If you're told enough times that that is not your job, you're going to believe that. You're not going to question that. But maybe now is the time for you to look at your life and ask yourself, does that really ring true to you? Sorry, you guys, if you hear my dog chewing on his food in the background, I I cannot reach him, he is too far. Anyways, if you're not looking outward, you might actually be trying to avoid this divine masculine altogether and maybe that's because you're you're still confusing the pure form of the masculine with the deranged form of the masculine some people were raised with really terrible fathers let's just say it how it is some people were raised with fathers that fathers that were mean and rigid and abusive and abandoned and so if that's your one and only example of what a man is and it was imprinted into your brain when you were 5 years old the most vulnerable when you're creating how you see the world, if you have not worked on that and you still think that the masculine equals father, father who abandons and avoids and abuses, yeah, you're not gonna be able to pick up those skills in your own life to be assertive and decisive. You're gonna be fearful of anything to do with masculine, so you might be way far on the feminine realm. You might not, you probably, most likely, you're not even in the pure form of that feminine. You're probably more in the deranged form of the complacency, the I don't know the flower and the wind, because you're fearful of your assertion. You're so fearful of your assertion of taking a step up and speaking up in a meeting or getting a job you really think you're deserving of, of raising your fees, of setting boundaries, of not letting people talk down to you. You're so afraid of anything that has to do with that kind of assertiveness that you remain complacent. You don't speak up at all. You're living in that deranged form of the feminine, whereas the natural form of the feminine is soft. But she's really soft because she knows she can be strong. She knows that the softness is strength. The masculine and the feminine are meant to complement and support each other. It's the yin and it's the yang. We can't be full out all the time, go get her, create everything, accomplish anything, even though many of us try to. We can't also be retreating inward all the time. We can't be hermits. We can't be on the couch all day long doing nothing, resting, even though some of us try to. Our bodies naturally wanna go through seasons and we create harmonies based off of what we need. So there's seasons based off of, well, I guess I'll say there's harmonies based off the seasons. So in the spring and summer, I know for me, I'm high vibe. I am so full out on energy. And right now since fall is starting to come back and the winter will be here soon, I realize my body is immediately going into this hibernation, hibernation mode. It's tired. I want to stay in bed longer. I want to sleep. So on a macro scale, this happens. You want to go through these stages of go, go, go create. The sun is out. And sometimes you want to go inward where it's like, let's feel, let's feel our feelings and provide time to heal and to release and to be with ourselves and let the moon come out. We're really with our own presence So that happens on a macro scale, but it also happens on a micro scale. Some days you need to get things done. Some days you are just go, 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 because you gotta hit a deadline or you gotta move, you gotta pack your stuff, you gotta deal with a crisis, you gotta help a friend out. But then other times you're just exhausted because of helping a friend out and packing and moving and you need to rest. So we go through these seasons, but what happens that the problem is that our world doesn't talk about this. Your office, chances are wherever you go to work, they're not talking about how you probably need more time off in the winter and the fall and during your cycle and the first day of your period and blah, blah, blah. They're not talking about that. They don't know these things. It's it's nine to five every day, come in except for weekends. Here's your schedule, here's your system, there you go. And that's so unfortunate because that's not how our bodies work. And so because of this way, that our world works, we start to think we're crazy, if we're tired. Look at Joe Bob over there, he's going, he's been working at the same place for 20 years, he's never asked for a day off or a sick day, I gotta be like Joe Bob, he's amazing. But the thing is, you are not Joe Bob, you need rest, you need relaxation, you need to go inward, you need to retreat, or maybe you need to create, and you need structure, and you need discipline. So in this world that we live in that, let me say, is beautiful and amazing and I love it, so many great things about it, we've got to make it our own job to realize this harmony we have. You can't look outward for someone else to tell you how to do this. You can't really look for a plan either. You can't really look for an action step one, two, three, four, five plan on how to create this harmony. It's about feeling more. It's about listening to your intuition and trusting. And if trusting sounds like too big of a task, start small. Start with the idea of experimenting. You're experimenting with your body. You're experimenting with what you want to do, how you want to live your life, what kind of energy you have for the day. The answer to becoming a whole being, one that is harmonized with the feminine and the masculine, isn't to solely focus on coming back home to one of these energies. So a lot of you who are really attracted to this message and because you're like, man, Maddie, I'm a perfectionist. I really need to come home my feminine energy it's important to focus a lot on that feminine and to come back to the home, to the feminine and the relaxation and the rest and to listening to your intuition and body. But it's also important to learn how to realign the masculine because you don't want to just leave one thing and go to another. It's important to, yes, focus on that feminine, but you still got to go back home to that place you're used to, the perfectionist side of you, and work on that to create it. To be the pure form of the masculine. Both of your energies need work. Both of them need attention. So if you're living out this perfectionistic fear-based lifestyle, go work on your feminine get back in touch with mother nature and your body and your hormones and your cycles and your your need to release and cry and let go of traumas and write and journal and take baths and flirt with people and wear dresses and take care of your body the way that feels good and eat in a way that feels good and create community in your life. But then also go back to to the masculine side and see what's up with that. Can you start to make goals without holding onto them so tightly and putting your identity into them? Can you be your own Prince Charming? Can you protect yourself? Can you have standards in life? Can you have boundaries? The answer to becoming a whole being isn't to solely focus on coming back home to the feminine, but also learning how to live with your divine masculine. Like I said, it's important to spend time focusing solely on the feminine. Pour your heart and soul into reconnecting to that. But eventually you will want to come to terms with the fact that your masculine needs to be experienced and reframed as well. So I want to give you three things that people often confuse with the divine masculine or just masculine. Let's not say divine, but three inner things that people confuse with the masculine. And I'm getting this out of The Book of She, one of my favorite books on the feminine nature. I love, love, love this book for learning more about your femininity and your masculinity. So these things come from that book. The first one is The Inner Patriarch. This is very much fear-based, The Inner Patriarch, that part of you. The Inner Patriarch is the part of you that says, if I don't do all the things, then I won't be worthy, seen, loved, accepted, whatever it may be. The Patriarch thinks that feelings are weakness or having emotions are crazy. This is so often, I, I see this all the time. I get emails from women that are like, hey Maddie, I feel frustrated and fearful about this person I'm dating because I don't know if they're right the one. I am dealing with emotions from the past and it's, bringing, it's coming up in my relationship and I'm probably just being crazy and emotional. When did being a a fully functioning human being with emotions become crazy. We put ourselves down and we feel bad. It's like the whole women should be seen, not heard thing. I was having a conversation with a friend about this last night, and he was saying that one of the most powerful things a man can do is to be there for a woman when she's not showing up as this perfectly composed version of herself that most men just want. Most men just want to see this Perfectly polished version of you, the happy, healthy, fit version of you. And then when you have a breakdown and you cry and you don't feel safe, then they want to leave. They want to walk away because they don't want to handle that. And the inner patriarch tells you, don't show that side of you. And that's why it's so beautiful when a man can show up for his woman saying, I see that and I still love you. I'm still here as much as ever. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. That's the divine masculine. It's being able to show up for yourself in that way. So that's when I I see a man that's capable of doing that with a woman, he has worked on his masculine. When I see a woman that can show up for herself in that way, she has worked on her masculine and her feminine. The feminine side is allowing herself to feel those feelings, but the masculine is saying, I'm still here. I'm holding space for you. I'm protecting you. You're safe even when you feel. And then something else that I really love, I love this dating coach. His name is Matthew Hussey. I watch his videos all the time, but he has this one video that talks about women and their levels of weakness and strength. And what he says is that the one of the... Weakest places that a woman can be is saying, I can't do anything. I don't know how to do anything. I don't know what I'm doing. That's weak. The next weakest layer is saying, I don't need anyone to do anything for me. I've got everything locked down. I've got it. Nope. Mm-mm, don't hold the door f- open for me. No, don't do that. I got it. And the strongest version is saying, Yeah, I can do that, but it's more fun to have someone else do it for me. That's strength because that's someone that's not fearful that they're gonna come across as weak if they don't do everything themselves. They are self-assured. They are self-aware. They are not afraid of letting someone else take care of them because they know that it's not weakness to have someone else support you. It's strength to allow room for someone else in your life. It's heart opening. It's easy to close your heart and it's easy to shut all the doors to allowing something beautiful to happen in your life out of the fear that it might not turn out perfectly. It's easy to do that. It's hard to open your heart. It's hard to open your heart and risk looking crazy because you have emotions, but it's strength. That's what creates strength. So that's one of the things I see happening kind of often in the whole feminist movement is I can do everything and anything no one should ever do anything else for me. Well, of course you can do anything and everything. You're a powerful human being. You're resourceful and you're amazing. But if you can really do everything, do you need to scream it so loudly? Do you need to constantly make sure people know that? Do you need to be offended if someone opens a door for you? And that's the side that I encourage and invite you to welcome into your life. The ability to feel your feelings, be your protector, be your, your safe, haven, provide that safe space for you, and to let go of these inner patriarchy beliefs that a woman should be seen, not heard, to allow yourself to realize you are so worthy, you are are deserving of all of the feelings and emotions. The next one that's listed in this book is the inner pusher. This is the energy that shoves, drives, and forces us to exert beyond our body's instincts. The inner pusher runs over any potential creative energy we could have. That book you want to write, the inner pusher that tells you to go, 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 go is stomping on the creativity that's going to make that book powerful. If you allow yourself to write a little bit, put it away, not think about it again for the rest of the day or the week and allow your energy to flow, what needs to come out in this book is going to come out freely. But if you're so obsessed with the the amount of time you're spending working on something rather than the quality, your inner pusher is gonna win and it's not much of a win. Another way that you can look at this is when you start to shame yourself for being tired. I worked with a woman once who was always feeling so bad whenever she was tired in the winter or tired during her cycles as if she was wrong or messed up for being in her feminine body. The inner pusher says, don't rest after having a baby, get your post baby body back, bounce back. It's like that terrible mindset and it can be applied to so many other things. It's like, instead of enjoying this process of just giving birth to a baby, getting back on your feet and easing into your life again, your routine by loving yourself, it's feeling shamed if you don't get back to the way everything was before. But guess what? It'll never be back to the way it was before. Everything's changed. And if you're so focused on creating something that's in the past and not getting excited about what's now in the future, that shame is going to keep you from enjoying the present moment because you're going to be still living and stuck in the past. This also can be in regards to relationships. The inner pusher says, don't you dare give up on this relationship even though your heart is miserable and unhappy and everyone else around you is unhappy and affected by your misery. The inner pusher is more concerned about what people think than how you think or how you feel. It's the fear of failure. So you continue to push yourself until you feel like failure, failure is never going to happen or it's not at bay or you have security, even though none of those things are real. Those are all made up in your mind. The inner pusher and the inner patriarch are not the divine masculine. The divine masculine does not need to push beyond its limits. It knows it's okay. It's, it knows that it can accomplish anything it wants to accomplish. It's not in a hurry. The, inner, the divine masculine does not listen to things such as women need to be seen, not heard, because the divine masculine knows that there's a safe space for all of it, and all of it is deserving. It doesn't have doubts about its worthiness. The divine masculine says, I'm worthy because I am here, and I'm going to feel, and there's nothing wrong with this, period. The last one, the one that we are all too familiar with, is the inner perfectionist. This is the one that tells us we're never enough, whether it be body image, work ethic, school, family life. Sometimes we can't even start something because we are so daunted by the process of needing it to be perfect. So a really big warning warning sign of perfectionism is procrastination. If you're not getting anything done, it's probably because you're a perfectionist and you fear that it won't be perfect, so why even bother starting? So think about it, think about this. Think about a very strong man in your life. So as as I've been talking about this divine masculine, is there anyone that's coming to mind in your life? This is a great example of how you can realize the inner perfectionist is not the pure masculine. This man who you see as strong and masculine, well, he probably wouldn't simply just not try to do something because he doubted his ability to create something perfect, right? Right? This man you're thinking of would probably go after it anyways. He wouldn't say, this strong masculine man that you're thinking of. He wouldn't say, oh, no, I'm not even going to bother trying that. No, I probably won't make it right. It's okay. Blah blah. No, he would go do it. He'd say, you want me to go chop that wood? You betcha. He's not saying, oh, my gosh, I need to make sure that they all look the perfect same way. I wonder if she's watching. Is she watching me chopping this wood? Oh, my God. I don't know why I chose chopping wood, probably because I think that's a very masculine, manly thing to do. But he's not concerned with meeting perfection. He's focused on creation. And this is very similar to the feminine. When I think about really stepping into your feminine energy, you're creating for the blissful experience of creating. You're imagining, you're expressing, you're feeling. It's not an end goal. It's a process. It's a beautiful process. So this is how this is a beautiful harmony because both the divine masculine and the divine feminine create for the beautiful experience of creation, for the during, not the after, not the, ah, I did it, it's done, good on me, look, I proved my worth, look, I did it, I did it better than her. It's not concerned with that. Both of these divine energies are are focused on the, the experience, the creation, the juicy, delicious moment invested in doing something you want to do. One last little note on this. Many times when I'm talking to people about the masculine, the first thing that comes to their mind is hard. So I want to make a very, like the word hard, not, it isn't hard. It's hard they think that the masculine is hard so I really want to make a distinction around this even when I was at my retreat and we did a my retreat back in the spring we did a workshop around the feminine and the masculine and I asked everyone what they thought masculine was and the words I heard most often were selfish hard and rigid hardness is not the masculine the pure form it might be what you've experienced in your life because you have been with broken people or you have been with people that have guards up and are sharp and do feel hard but the divine masculine the part inside you and the part inside everyone else if they just do the work to uncover it and allow it to grow is strength it's perseverance but in a beautiful way if you've ever had your heart broken by a man who was this way, you might see that you're this way to yourself as well. So if you have been a, if you were raised by a man that you would classify as hard, you might be ignoring your own divine masculine out of fear that you come across as hard. But once you stop believing that this maybe first version of the masculine you were ever introduced to is the true one and you start to realize you can create your own version of the masculine, then you will start to see how it can be strong and you can create what strong means to you. It might be different to you than it is to me. But st- strength is the, for example, it's the desire to create a schedule to keep your life feeling organized in a healthy way, providing yourself some structure so that you know when you can have the time to rest and have that feminine freedom time. Versus sticking to a schedule and freaking out, obsessing if anything is ever missed or out of order. So some people get really freaked out if something goes five minutes past or they miss eating lunch by an hour or someone's late or this or that because they're obsessed with time. It's rigid. It's structured. It is hard. But the pure form of the masculine is more about strength. It's coming from a place of strength and not weakness. It's saying it would be optimal to have things be on time, but it's okay if it's not. And that's the feminine and the masculine working together, being able to create this structure, but also learn how to flow with it. All right, so now I'm going to read some examples to you of what it looks like when the divine masculine is not in its pure form. So you can see if this relates to you, and this comes directly from the book of She. First, you have a weak ego resulting in a strong inner critic. You feel hypersensitive and carry within you a very volatile, vulnerable child. You experience crippling emotions that prevent you from consistently showing up for your life. You identify with being a victim and don't know how to face your challenges as a warrior. You don't know how to set boundaries. Your creativity feels dried up or non-existent. You're in a constant battle for control with your body. You tend to manipulate others to get what you want. You fear true intimacy. You often feel exhausted, depleted, or overwhelmed. You're a workaholic or your life is out of balance. You stay in abusive relationships. You're unable to earn, save, or manage your money. You're disorganized and often running late. You procrastinate. Your actions don't line up with your core values. You feel confused about or disconnected from your life purpose. Or any of those relating to you. If so, that's a really great way to know that your divine masculine is not getting the attention it deserves. You're not setting boundaries. You're not respecting yourself. You're not aligning what you want in life with your actions and how you speak to people. So here are some of the qualities of the divine masculine when it's in harmony and in balance. Communicates his needs clearly and compassionately, even if they may seem initially to evoke conflict. Set boundaries, but not barriers. Ooh, I love that. Exerts his willpower and self-discipline as a means to realize his deepest longings and core values. Feels his heart without overindulging his feelings. Doesn't collapse into others' agendas. Never, ever turns away from his truth. Creates the necessary structures and containers to actualize his purpose in money, work, family, spiritual practice, relationships, and health. Penetrates every moment fully with his direct yet spacious presence. Ooh, I love that too. Witnesses thoughts and feelings. Makes clear, assertive decisions. Serves selflessly. Fiercely and loyally protects, provides for, and serves what and whom he, he most loves. Remains courageous in the face of challenges. Exerts his power without force or manipulation. So those are some of the ways you know that your masculine is in its flow. And I'll say, I'll leave you with this. Sometimes when you're doing this work, you have to release the limiting beliefs you have around the masculine. Or it might be the feminine. You can do this for the feminine as well. But if you're someone who has... Very negative views on the masculine because of someone else in your life. Maybe it's time to release that, to actively do an assignment to release that. What I would recommend for this, if you need to work on forgiving or releasing or letting go of a past experience, maybe with your father, maybe with your ex partner or ex boyfriend or anyone in your life that you feel has done you wrong and has given you a poor idea or leaving a bad taste in your mouth of what the masculine is you may really benefit from doing a releasing exercise and so if you're game for this this is what it looks like it looks like pulling out a piece of paper and giving yourself space and time to release it all FUs and everything to have to be angry if you want to quote, complain, to get mad, to feel your feelings. And this is a releasing exercise assignment. So you'll spend anywhere from 10 minutes to two hours, right? It can take a while, but I would invite you to do a minimum of 10 minutes of writing, 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 all your feelings, everything that's blocked up, that hasn't been shared, that needs to be let go of. And then when you're done, you will realize this. You will be tired. You will... Maybe feel nothing at all or you will feel that release. And then from there you want to burn this or you want to rip it up. But you don't want to read it again. You're done with it. And you can do this as many times as you want to, that you think you benefit from doing it. And this can be for other things. Maybe you need to do this with the feminine. Maybe you had very poor examples of what it means to be a woman in flow with herself, with her core and her intuition. And you're angry about that. You're angry you were never provided with that light in that example and you want to do this exercise for it but i invite you to do it with the masculine first and then ask yourself how can you become your warrior how can you become your protector where do you need to focus more on your self the feminine is all about community but the masculine is all about self it is about Knowing your worth, knowing your value, creating boundaries, protecting your safe space in your container to live and grow, to set boundaries. What goals do you want to have in your life? What boundaries do you need to set? And what standards are you lowering for people that you feel you are needy for? Where and when do you find yourself letting go of all your standards? I think that that needs to be another podcast episode because I have a lot to say about this. Lastly, be prepared for people to not understand this, truly. Women who have worked on their masculine are not always understood. If you have boundaries, if you say no to something, or if you won't participate in something like gossip, or if you're not going to share your private love life details, or if you are not okay with your mom verbally criticizing you in front of your kids and you say something about it and you let her know, whatever the boundaries may be, it may come across as, I'm going to say it, bitchy. Yeah. Because people have a fear of women who have boundaries. They automatically just say, oh, that was bitchy. Very rarely, very rarely is it actually bitchy. Normally, it's just setting a boundary and the world saying, what? You're a woman. You can't do that. Now, the world isn't literally saying that, but people are thinking that on autopilot. When someone says no, people roll their eyes and they go talk about it later. Whereas that's just you exerting your right as a human being to set boundaries and honor yourself. So be perf- be prepared. Not everyone is going to understand it. But believe me, you can be warm and be a boundary-loving goddess all at the same time. Find examples of people like that in your life and take note how they do it. I got to witness this very recently. A very interesting moment. I, I was going to I'll just say my friend's house and I was near I was sitting right by her on the kitchen by the kitchen counter as she was having a conversation with on the with someone on the phone who asked her if they could date and she was technically their instructor in something and she said no in the most beautiful loving way. She was totally fine with me being there listening to this conversation but when I heard her set this boundary when someone says hey we have a vibe let's connect and she said no and explained why it was so beautiful and this warming loving person had a boundary and had a standard and said no I'm not going to date people that I teach and I work with. This is not a That is not a pattern I'm going to fall into. I know my values and I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be that kind of teacher. Very powerful, very beautiful. So when you see examples of people that are doing this in their life, whether it be a friend, a podcast host, a coach, an author, whatever it may be, take note and really get curious and and see how they worded things and learn from them. You might not be able to learn from just anybody because like I said, this isn't super common, but so actually take the time to slow down and ask yourself, what did they do there? How can I imitate that in another situation in my life where I want to be a warm boundary loving goddess? If you want to get more insight and information on the divine masculine and how to be this type of man, I have two book recommendations for you. One is called How to Be a Man. The second one is called The Way of the Superior Man. I'm going to have links to both of those on the show notes for this. Remember, if you do want to get a free audiobook, you can sign up for a free trial with my special link on Audible. It's audibletrial.com mindbodymusings. You'll get 30 days free and a free audio book. And if you are a reader, then I will make sure I have the links to both of the books that I mentioned on the show notes for this. I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode on the Divine Masculine. Please let me know if you have any questions. Feel free to comment on the show notes for this episode or leave an email to me. And if you're on my website to read the show notes and you haven't yet downloaded the four pillars of femininity for perfectionists, then I encourage you to head on over and download that for free. And last but not least, I have a workbook for five days called Freeing Your Feminine Spirit. that You can now download on my website for $7.99. It is a five-day course, essentially, on how to free your feminine spirit. So if this is really interesting to you and you wanna get started with the feminine first, go on over to madimoon.com books courses and you will see that book right there along with my other books. And I would love to hear your thoughts on how that transformed your relationship with your feminine. Thanks, guys. I will see you next week. Let's <laughs> go.